It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How did the first nine weeks of the 2023 NFL season impact our perspective of the NFC? Well, we're going to deliver our updated NFC power rankings today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Joe, happy Joe and Kyle wear retro NDT scouting apparel without collaborating with one another in the same spirit of us having almost identical AFC power rankings yesterday without collaborating with each mm. other. And mm. very interested to see if our NFC power rankings are also nearly identical without collaborating with each other, since we're already on the same wavelengths wearing the same clothes without talking to each other before. If we are similar here, it is pure coincidence because I think after four, <sighs> okay. So five, one, five. one is one, two, three, and four. That's interesting. And then it's like, dude, the possibilities that would make sense are deep. It's, it is a disaster. Really just throw the entire NFC South that's not the Carolina Panthers. Like, put them in a hat and just pick the names out. And any given week, they're going to be in completely different orders, and it'll probably feel right. Now, I, yeah. I don't have all three. NFC South teams six, seven, eight, but they're six, seven, nine. So I don't want to spoil too much, but it's, it's, there is zero conviction in the middle of the pack for this conference. Conviction at number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Bummer about the Dallas Goddard injury, four to six weeks for broken forearm and just suffered against the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, they've got some impressive wins on their resume and, uh, Obviously, a huge divisional win against Dallas to kind of create some distance. They they moved to eight and one, right? And eight and one, Dallas, yeah. Dallas is five and three at this stage. So uh, that separation at this stage for Philly, you get two more w- wins, and you're talking about potentially clinching a playoff berth with the way the math is going to be shaken out. And like they may well have a playoff berth mathematically clinched by December, like the be- beginning of December. They're um. They're not even playing their best football yet. I think there's more meat on the bone for this football team, and they're sitting here at eight and one. Now look at this stretch coming up: Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle. Yep. So 
if they win those, then yeah, they'll they'll be in yeah. position to, to have that playoff spot clinched. But there's a very realistic chance, like you just laid out, they might win, they might lose three of those games. So postseason number one starts coming out of their bye against Kansas City, and then they finish their last three as Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So they get a little preseason. Are they going to get right <laughs> before they have a bye, and then right. get ready for the divisional round? Uh, I think the most important thing for us to discuss when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles is if you saw Nick Sirianni's press conference with his daughter being there. No, I did oh, not. Oh, it was, it was everything you could imagine. I would guess she's five or six. Um, and after the game, she sat next to him during the press conference. And it was anything that you would expect a five or a six-year-old little girl trying to be able to do, just making funny faces the whole time, you know, like pulling at her dad's shirt. And it was it was wholesome. And it was really nice. I think, um, I don't know, I could see myself if I was an NFL head coach, just put my daughter right there and get through the press conference and see see how the, the media responds to, to that dynamic. But it was it give, was good, wholesome, and cute. Give me more of wholesome Nick Sirianni instead of responding to questions about tush-push Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Is that the dumbest conversation in the world of football right now? Like, the, How could anybody have an exception? And the problem is the people that have exception with the tush-push – they say it's not the spirit of football. It's not football. It's literally football. Like at, at its core, right. it's what when, it is. When you boil down what football was at its roots, right? it's very right. much that same. Yeah. Okay. Eagles are one. Eagles are one. Who is the next best team that has proper context for why their record is what it says that it is right now? And that's the San Francisco 49ers. I have them at two. I don't Joe, have them at two. Joe. Brock Purdy had a concussion. Trent Williams missed time. Debo Samuel missed time. I understand that doesn't explain everything that's happened in this stretch of what three straight games that they've lost. I think is, is where they're at, and they're coming out of their bye, and they got to go to Jacksonville. Yep. But at the very least, I look at San Francisco, and I feel better about what has happened versus reconciling Detroit going to Baltimore. So I'll say, okay, I'll take the team that I think we were considering on the same tier as Philadelphia, but had critical injuries with one of their essential playmakers, their only plus-plus offensive lineman. I'd say you could say probably their only plus offensive lineman and the quarterback. Um, I have San Francisco at three, so I don't want to sit here and like diminish San Francisco. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. I think I am leaning into a little bit of the recency, right? Three consecutive losses. They've scored 17 points in all three of those games. Yep. Their defenses looked like a shell of itself. And they lost to the Browns, Vikings, and Bengals. And I think the Bengals is a good loss, but that that game was at home. Um, in, Wait, without Trent Williams. I mean, I I get that. So I hear 17 points, but if you don't have Trent Williams, like we know what the rest of that offensive line looks like. I've watched three underwhelming games in a row from the San Francisco 49ers. So they're three for me, and I do have Detroit at number two. Okay. And I have Detroit at number three. So we're flip flopped at two and three. Yeah. Uh, I have Dallas at four. Same. You took a quality loss in Philadelphia, which is better than the unquality loss that you took at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, earlier this season. So I, I like the progression and the progress in that regard. Um, 
you obviously had the very ugly loss to Arizona that I think is just very difficult to shake when you are looking at these three teams that are perceived in this tier and how you order them. Dallas losing a head-to-head and then losing to one of the worst teams in the conference is is going to put you at the bottom of that tier of teams for me every time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they're certainly a capable team. I liked a lot of what I saw in the Eagles game, except for the end. I thought they did a good job of coming back. Yeah. I thought Dak was impressive. I wish Dak had more to work with in that offense, right? I mean, their, their non-CD lamb options have been really inconsistent. I know Jake Ferguson looked good, but I mean, Gallup continues to disappoint and they can't get Cooks going. <clears throat> and so I think they're 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 making a lot of what they have, but at the same time, I, I feel like they're missing some stuff. And that Arizona Cardinals loss is something we're not going to forget about. And yeah, I just feel like in some of those critical moments, they just continue to look unprepared. And that's kind of concerning about them forecasting them forward. But I think they deserve to be four, but not any higher. So that's about where you stop feeling good. Correct. <laughs> I have Seattle at five. Same. Uh, They were five for both of us last week. Actually, the only change in the top five since the last time we did this in week eight was you flip-flopped Detroit and San Francisco. Yeah. It's the only thing that's changed. Um, Seattle took a bad loss themselves. The offense just kind of feels like it's out of sync. Uh, Baltimore obviously is, is playing really good defensive football right now. Baltimore held... Six first downs, 151 yards offense, 26 rushing yards. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, Seattle moved away from Russ because they wanted to be what? They wanted to probably ran the the ball a little bit more, right? right? How how you held the 20. And I understand the game script. You you get jumped on early and you lose by 34 points. But geez, Louise. It was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, Seattle's, it was only a two possession game at the end of the half. They're a team that on a week to week basis, I, I'm not exactly sure what to expect out of them. I think they stacked wins against some bad teams in the Panthers and Giants and Cardinals. But I think they've been a vulnerable team that I think is probably going to flirt with eight to 10 wins. And I don't feel good about them being a team that's poised to win playoff games. But in this NFC, I think this is where you have to slot them because after this, I mean, you get as mediocre as mediocre gets, man. So we're going to sort through the mediocre middle. How about that for some play on words? But if you want to go see some of these teams play, then check out Game Time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And they have killer deals on last-minute tickets, all in prices, a view from your seat, and a best price guarantee, simply put, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome. Super easy to navigate. I love the flash deal. Sometimes I just hop on there just to see what flash deals are offering me uh, for an event that maybe I was thinking about going to, uh, but didn't pull the trigger. And I found some good deals like that as well. And plus, they send the tickets right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails. It's very simple. They've really kind of perfected the ticket purchasing process. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account. And use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now we have the middle of the pack in the NFC. And you could tell me any team in this section from 6 to 11 yep, makes the playoffs and be like, I don't know that they should. <laughs> but mathematically speaking, even if every team that's in the top five makes it, multiple yeah. of these teams are going to be playoff teams. This year. We're, we're going to have those moments late in the season where it's like week 18 and team X, if they win, they're picking 22nd in the draft. But if they lose, they're picking nine. You know, it's going to be that type right. of thing. And not just because of the NFC South either. And not just because of the NFC South. Who do you got at six? I felt pretty decent about my pick for six. I had a team that lost um, at six. And I didn't love it. And I'm going to be ashamed of it. I'm going to change it. Actually, I'm going to go Minnesota. I'm going to lean into the job. I'm leaning into Josh Dobbs. I got to do it. I'm doing okay. Josh Dobbs six. Well, your six team and my six team play this week. I have the Saints at number six. I have the Saints at seven. All right. So a big Just battle, the, big battle coming up on Sunday. Ultimate Jekyll and Hyde football team, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, yeah. But they have some so, talent. Can, can we boil? Can we can we run through this real quick? Sure. They lose to the shell of a team that is the Green Bay Packers. This was week three. Nobody played for Green Bay. They lose. They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by 17 points. And they turn the ball over three times, have less than 200 yards of offense. They beat this, the Patriots 34-0. Then they lose to the Texans. They lose to the Jaguars. Both of those were one-score games, but the offense showed some life. Offense has big-time life, 38 points against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, 511 yards. And then if not for five turnovers defensively, you probably don't <laughs> beat the Bears. Right. Who knows what to it's expect from the Saints? Who knows? And, and now you're at Minnesota and at Atlanta and then home against Detroit the next three weeks. They're going to lose two of them. They're going to be six and six, and they'll probably be in first place in that division. But Six and six, but – having a compelling case to be the sixth team in the NFC. Right. Um, yeah, I think what the reason I put the saints over the Vikings is uh, kind of leaning into something that I think you said is kind of buying into the talent, right? I know that the results and there's a lot to be impressed with, with Minnesota and how they've overcome a lot of adversity and keep still finding ways to win. But at the end of the day, I think the better team is the saints. Like I think they have more in their bag to win football Coaching. games. Yeah. So I, I put them Coaching. Out. Is the difference. That's what the Vikings are going to give you. Yeah. That's the, that's and that's what, factor. and that's why New Orleans is going to float around 500 all year because they are a more talented team. They should not be a 500 football team. No, not with their schedule and their division, right? Like, right. They should run away with the damn thing. Right. And I feel like every time we went through and did the thing, 
we cooled off a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you have the Vikings at seven? I do. Yeah. Okay. So then we just have six and seven flip flopped at eight. Well, we got to check on the Vikings point differential. Do you have that handy? Oh yeah, I do. Actually big, big storyline of the year. Obviously important of anything. They are plus 16. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Most improbable football team. And they've already lost as many games. Um, you said less than 13 wins, right? Or did you say losing record? I don't remember. It was something, it was something like losing record, but... But positive uh, point differential. Something like that, yeah. 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 Um, we'll check the tape at some point. I have absolutely zero conviction on which NFC South team to put at number eight. But right now, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I feel like... The every Bucks time, on a four-game skid. Let's put them here at number eight. Every time Arthur Smith talks, I, I like him less. <laughs> I have I had the Bucks at eight as well, man. Uh, it, if it's hard to do it, right? Because they have lost their last four games, and I mean, so they, many that, that last issues. one was bad. You know that you're that's supposed to be the spine of your team is that defense, right? And you gave up thirty nine points and a two minute drive to a rookie quarterback to lose the game. They played the Bills a week before, and they did the same thing against Houston. They're playing these corners like off off coverage. It's, it's you have Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. Get those guys in the face of players, it's especially the entire like, point of those those body Nico guys. Nico Collins and Noah Brown and Gabe Davis. Those guys ate you up, We're and those are exactly guys. the receivers that you get in the face of. And and trust Jamel yeah, Dean and Carlton right. Davis to disrupt them. I don't know, man. The Bucks are a team that I feel like over the last two years I have watched them play and came away with the most questions about player utilization, strategy, and playing to your Coach. team's strengths. It is Coach. bad. Yes, it's bad. And so in this muddy mess of teams. Maybe we should just lean into the coaching and, and we have that with Minnesota being high. Maybe we should just put the Rams. It's put the Vikings at six and the Rams at seven and move on. I think that, I think the schedules will prevent it from shaking out that way in reality for when the playoff field is set. But uh, because I, I already alluded to Arthur Smith. I have the Falcons at nine. Yeah. They're they've won two of their last, Seven, two, three, four. Yeah, they're they're two and five in their last seven games. Like, congrats on the two and zero start. Two and zero starts have not meant a lot this year to some teams. They have lost five of their last seven games. Kyle making the switch to Taylor and, Heineke. And, I guess we're rolling with that. And and I think here's what you boil it down to: they've they're one and three in the last four, but in the last four games, they've turned the ball over. Nine times. Defensively, they're, they're they're doing a solid job, but they're still giving up points. You give up 28 points to Tennessee with Will Levis. He went over the top. They had like two passing touchdowns all year. And, four, yeah. and Levis hit you for four. Minnesota, you gave up 31 points. Can't, and that was can't do it. Can't give up 31 in Minnesota. Can't do it. Without their they, starting quarterback, number, wide receiver number one, left tackle number one. And you're talking about a top five left tackle, a top two receiver, and a top 10 quarterback. They so still scored 31. This this was consecutive games that you lost against a quarterback in his first start with that team. Oh, my God. Who's next? Arizona. They get Kyler. They get Kyler. And they're going to get Kyler, so they're going to lose this week, too. So put wow. that pick in stone. Uh, huh. And maybe and maybe Robert Sala will, will finally bench 
Zach Wilson for Trevor Simeon come week 13 when they play or, at New York Jets. Too. Or it's Aaron Rodgers' debut. Or, no, because it's still he still started the first game of the season, so that wouldn't count. Oh, you know, it's it was three plays, four plays? Four plays, yeah. Five plays if you include the penalty play. But um, yeah, that it's it's and Arthur Smith doing these mental gymnastics about the personnel usage that they have versus the investments that they've made in the players. And then like talking to everybody else, like they're the dumbest person in the room and having these comments for Kurt Warner about doing commentary on his video, asking, you know, maybe you could solve some of the world's problems. And it's like, OK, son of billionaire Arthur Smith, <laughs> help him, right? Yeah. W- wants to sit here and chastise other people a self-made millionaire kurt warner with his story about um having an opinion and investing it in the wrong way and go solve world problems i don't know like i just think his attitude's kind of snarky and i get it you started two and oh and now you're hot mess express and you're probably going to get it worse because heaven help you when you get this offense got to go to new york and play the jets heaven help you when you got to play the saints twice in the final after your bye week in week 11, like those, those two defenses alone, I think are going to tear you up. Who's the angriest head coach right now? Is it Brian Dable or Arthur Smith, or is there anyone else in the conversation? It's probably Dable. Well, but Dable on the side, Dable in the media is like pretty much, he, he kind of gets into his coach. He, speak, right? he gets it together. Decided. Yeah. I, I think Arthur Smith's more sassy in the weirdest ways, man. Like right. he's on Twitter. Fired off right, the tweets. right. He's he's a a dog avatar. Yes, <laughs> name bunch of numbers username on Twitter. Yep, is 100%. what Arthur Smith is doing press conferences. Hundred percent. Like, okay, out, bro. <laughs> Do we have the Falcons at nine? Did we get there? That's who I have. I, at nine. I have the Falcons at nine. Yes. All right. Do you have the Falcons at nine? I do. Okay. Um, and then I I have the Rams at ten, and then the Commanders at eleven to finish up the middle of the pack. I don't have it that way. I have the Commanders at ten. And I have the Packers at eleven. How? Because okay, I have, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk we'll, about we'll, it. we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll and I want to talk about DoorDash right now because I'm obsessed with DoorDash. The convenience is simply <clears> unmatched, especially in my busy life. They will bring you groceries. They'll bring you food. They'll bring you stuff from the gas station right to your front door. And I love being able to order food from my local restaurants. My favorite local restaurants. We got a pizza place up the street called Rosario's, and they've got great chicken parm. They've got really good pizza, as you may anticipate. They've got garlic knots. And it's nice to be able to just go to the DoorDash app, pick out what I want, and then it's right at my front door. The convenience is off the charts. And groceries as well. They'll give you groceries just like you picked them up off the shelf for yourself. So stop worrying about what you're going to eat for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on. If you're thirsty and you want an energy drink, just go to DoorDash. They'll bring it right to you. You don't have to leave your house. And uh, it's it's just it's such a, a benefit to me and gives me a lot more free time. So check them out. Got a deal here. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend 15 bucks or more. Subject to change. Terms apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call 
and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so you have the Packers at 11 above the Rams. Yeah. Is this just because Matthew Stafford's hurt? Well, the Packers just beat the Rams 20 to 3. I understand that because Matthew Stafford was hurt. Right, I, I get that. We, we, we said we were getting out of the chapter. They lost their last three. They've no, lost four of their last five. They've won two of their last seven games. They're, they I stink. I know. The so Packers did, stink so too, did, but I think they have the more Packers. talent. They have more talent. This is going Do back they? to the talent. Do oh, they? Do Packers they? have way more talent than the Rams. Yes. Okay. Who's the best offensive player on the Packers? Come on, man. These no, teams... no, 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 no. You wanted to do it. You're going to do the one best player on offense and defense, and I can't win that argument. But if you want to go I'll, two I through ten, go, I might be able to win I, it on both I would sides. Go two, I would go two through five and have better players. Re- on defense? So you have Aaron Donald. Okay, Jair Alexander. Maybe, okay. who would you rather have right now, Jair Alexander or, or, or Aaron Donald? So it's a conversation worth having. It is a conversation worth having. Can I have Rashawn Gary? They do have Rashawn Gary. You got Kenny so that, Clark. That's better. That's better than. Okay, so the two and three defensively are better. I'll, I'll yield there. I mean, we've got talented players, first round picks everywhere. Who's, the, who's the better coach team? Who's the, who's got a better coaching staff? It's it's the Rams. Okay, there you go. That's. He's got the better quarterback. When he's the healthy. Rams. The okay, Rams. there you go. So that's but he's why, not that's healthy. They just signed Carson Wentz, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that storyline plays out. Um, I think Carson Wentz has been on the shelf long enough for it not to matter, right? Like, if you signed Carson oh, yeah. Wentz earlier in the season, it's a different conversation than right now. What, are you going to see Carson Wentz, like, for the final month of the season? You might. And they, I'm sure they will. But maybe, yeah. like, why Why did we sign a veteran quarterback? Why was Brett ripping the backup quarterback to begin with? Because you wanted to save money and you're trying to, like, yeah. you're... Well, you... You have to, right? There's those teams that say, you know, so if we don't why, have... So why even bother signing him now? Because now, you, now, now your rubber meets the road and you got to play him. Right. I don't know. The, the backup, converse, backup quarterback conversation is so fascinating where it's like you want to be one snap away from having a chance, but, like, if you don't have your quarter starter, do you have a chance? Like, I, it's a, it's a complicated conversation. But mm-hmm. we're, the NFL is using more quarterbacks than ever, right? Like, last year was the most different quarterbacks that started a game, and I feel like we're ahead of the curve this year. Once right. again, so how much emphasis do you want to put there? Uh, that's a that's a fun conversation for another day. Who do you have at thirteen? The <laughs> the Bears. Yeah, I threw my hands, my palms to the sky and said Chicago. Like <laughs> they got Montez Sweat at the deadline, baby. <laughs> paid his ass too. Paid paid him like Miles Garrett, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, and I I had Bears fans arguing me that that. I can't talk because the Dolphins did it with Bradley Chubb. That's the dumbest qualifier of, of being able to have I, an opinion. I said the Dolphins had as many wins at the trade deadline in last year's season but it doesn't when they matter. decided to trade for Bradley Chubb as the Bears have in the last two seasons combined. It doesn't matter what what the and, your grooting interest does or doesn't do. That has nothing to do with your ability to apply football knowledge to the rest of the league. They said, oh, you gave up a one for Bradley Chubb. I said, yeah, one was going to be in the 20s, what and you gave up a, to do with a the two price of tea in China. It's going to be a two that's going to be in the 30s. You gave up for Montez Sweat. Right after- more. He got nineteen million dollars more in guaranteed money on his contract than Bradley Chubb did. You should have been like, you just did this Chase Claypool trade 
for pick 32, and we just got him back for you for a well, pick swap in the seventh round. Well, or something and and like the whole that. argument, and obviously this isn't the spirit of the power ranking show, but we're talking about it really. The, the, the argument from a lot of Bears fans that I've seen is, well, you got him. You got him in the building. But the argument being, if you didn't get him in the building, then he probably wouldn't have signed with you in free agency. Yeah. And I know you and I alluded to this when that trade first came through. Okay. You can Spend live with that. Spend the $26 million yeah. somewhere else. You'll be all right. You'll, you'll be okay. Sign a player for half the amount of money that can give you equal sack production on 20% less snaps, <laughs> who's later stage in his career. Never had a double-digit sack season, Montez Sweat. And it's not like he hasn't had good players around him to rush. And the whole selling point of him versus Chase Young is that he he's durable and stays on the field. So it's like, okay, you got the guy who stays on the field, and he still doesn't have a double-digit double sack season. I know sacks aren't the be-all, end-all. Right. right. I don't know. I've played against – I've played – my team has played against Montez Sweat twice in the last four years or whatever, however long he's been there. I didn't spend any time thinking to myself, you know what, man? Oh, gosh. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about Montez Sweat? He's Good a player. Fringe, he's, he's a fringe yeah. quality starter, right? Yeah. He's, he's you know, if, when he's on and he's playing really well, he's a quality starter. But when he's not, he's an adequate level starter. The opportunity cost of a second round pick, a high second round pick, plus the contract. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's 14. I have the Giants. I can't. I have the Cardinals. They get Kyler back. What what is going on with New York? Daniel Jones out for the year. Tyrod Taylor's on. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor's on IR. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If you're projecting it forward, I can understand your case there. But just based on what I've seen, I don't know. The Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Correct. And then they looked like the Cardinals pretty much since the Cardinals we expected. How how rotten was it to rot, to trot Clayton Tune out for that game against the Browns? That was what, very 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 rotten. What do you do though? Okay. What do you do? Keep Josh. Just Dobbs. keep Josh Dobbs. Well, okay. What's the selling point? You got traded for a six. Yeah, it's minimal. But I think you probably did right by Josh Dobbs. He's got like a little fun opportunity here with the Vikings. Yeah. Just kind of get it's it was a get through game and Kyler's coming back and. We'll see what it looks like. Right. Very unfortunate alignment of the schedule and the trade deadline for yeah. Clayton to, to get to start against the Browns. <laughs> and I don't know what the right answer is. Like, I don't really love the idea of pushing the trade deadline further into the season. I think it should. Really? Yeah. I think it should be at the end of November. Oh, man. Really? Like, with four games left to play, five games, you think you should be able to, like, do that acquire a player on an actual rental instead of half the season yes i do now does it does it cut off some of the cost yeah but i think you'd see more movement because you it, it cuts off some of the um leverage to sell players but i think you'd see more movement because you'd have more teams that definitively understand that they need to sell And I think the players that we get dealt with the exception of players that are in expiring contracts with big money contracts that 
I don't know. Are you going to risk it a little bit more to send a, a five to get like, what, what would Von Miller have got on the trade deadline the year that the Rams got him and won the Super Bowl If the trade deadline was December 1st, they would have given like a two and a three, right? Two and a three. Yeah. What is it? Right. Just so it's like a four. Like, like, yeah, go for it. But he's only under contract. You know, you can't pay him. Do you go for four? Would like, would you give a four for four games in a playoff run? Some teams might. I think it creates, I think it would be a more interesting, it would give teams more levers to pull. And I know you love your levers. Salary gets weird too because you're only paying a small, a smaller mm-hmm. quantity of games. Uh, right. I'm not, pre- I'm not prepared for this conversation. I'll, that's what I'll say. Okay. It, it, my my initial hunch was like, yeah, I don't think I'd push it later. Uh, but now you've said some things and it's making me think. So mm-hmm. we can revisit this at a later time. I have a Giants, Panthers, Cardinals to close out the NFC. Uh, I have it Cardinals, Giants, Panthers to close out the NFC. Well, we get Panthers, Bears on Thursday night. So can't wait. We are so blessed. And you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to complain about a cruddy Thursday night football matchup because there's NFL football. Justin Fields versus tonight. Bryce Young, man. What, what We got something better to do on a Thursday night than that? That's going to do it for us here today on this episode of Locked On Hill Scouting. NFC Power Rankings Week 10. Kyle Krabs, he's Joe Reno. Find our show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Make a great rest of your day, and we will be back again tomorrow. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.